and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old For This. I am your host, the experienced son called Jason, and with me today, the Todd Father, CDO113, and Tobin Silly Face Starkey. I was sitting like this when he started. <laughs> he was oh. doing his burnout from 18. I thought you were talking about having shaved, my bad. What are you doing? Chilling. He was sitting over there like Murdoch from 18. It was a solid double meaning, though. And today we're going to talk about role-playing games. The ones we love, how we got into the hobby, what we're doing now, what we'd like to do. Now go, like, now go shout out the person that asked for this. I, I, I can't remember his name. Way, way to go, Todd. Shame the man right, right on camera. But yes, we had uh, somebody respond to one of our previous videos. Well, the way you do that is you go, we had a fan request this show. This both makes them feel special. And it's vague enough. It, and, and it gives us somebody to lay the blame on in case the show sucks. Fair enough, fair enough. Ah, it's a Now we just blame it on Jason. It's basically oh, the first request we've gotten, so, you know. But so we're honoring it. Yes. We have got another one since then, but somebody hasn't done the reading list yet. Yeah, I'll give you a <coughs> Wait, what's his other request? Oh, uh, for one of Panther Gods, uh, ah, you know, he would have history read. of he did what he he did a video on the Namor oh, Black Panther oh, feud. feud. Yeah, he was a video. It was bad. you had somebody who wants a read list. Unfortunately, it takes a while to do a reading list for that. So I'd appreciate it if you got a bump on back. <laughs> you haven't even started your day. You don't know that. I'm not finished. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point. He is still at the point. He is still at the point. Not being finished. He is still at the point of selecting what sort of pen, what sort of paper he's going to write this with. <laughs> pen and paper. Bah! Put it on the trusty phone. But back to the subject of the day. All of us here uh, are into role-playing games to varying degrees. <clears throat> yes, yes, I voiced my opinion on this earlier by saying, I'm the video game and Japanese shit guy. Yeah, you have a few places. Yes, yes. Enough that you can contribute. So we're going to get off with Danny, the oldest man in the room. Danny, what game did you start playing with and ballpark of kind of when you started playing? First edition D&D. I played a game called Rock. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, but we rolled a rock. <laughs> and no, no, it's like rock, paper, scissors, but paper, scissors. I think that's where it was going. Yeah, I was just telling you take a rock and throw it at somebody. <laughs> well, the hell was that? Was the, the, the beginning of rock, paper, scissors? Roll you played was thrower. The roll everyone else played was oof. <laughs> now, uh, the first game I ever played, uh, RPG game I ever played, was uh, first edition D and D. Uh, it was at my cousin's house. It was during uh, late seventies, early eighties, somewhere in there. So basically, when the game came out, yeah, I want to say D and D debuted in '77. So I think it's just barely older than that. Yeah, and uh, my cousin owned a few things of D and D, and you know, I think the starter set and the DM book, stuff like that. And then his next door neighbor owned a bunch of the stuff, and that's how he got into it. And when I would go over there on the weekends, a lot of times spend the night, and 
his neighbor would come over. Uh, Eric or Cedric, I can't remember. You don't have to say a real name. So yeah, make up a name. Nobody watches gonna know. Nobody but he would come know. over, and me, me, him, and Adam, we'd sit there, and one of the two of them would run it, and I, I just have a ball, you know. Cause, you know, never had a game like this before, you know. <laughs> and uh, so that was my first introduction into gaming, and you know, it kind of stuck with me, and then. During that time frame, you had what you know they dubbed the Satanic Panic, and you know my mom and dad began to church forbid me from even buying. They didn't know I was playing or playing it over at my cousin's house, and uh, so when we went camping a few years later, uh, one of the guys that we camped with brought a friend, and he brought the Marvel role playing game, and my mom was like, "What are you doing?" I said, superheroes, Mom, see, and I showed her it was done by, you know, the TSR. Yeah, the same way. And she's like, oh, okay, that's fine. And she walked off and left it, you know. It, it I was just a satanic panic thing, you want to understand. And so that was my second foray into gaming, and I have great memories of, of both of those. All right, Todd, you're the next oldest. Oh, yeah, I am. Uh, well, I started with the TSR Marvel game. That shot. My character sucked. That would have been... This was a great transition. How did we do this? It's almost like everybody in the, almost everybody in the room was there. Freakish. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys started with the Marvel game. Yeah. What, about what year? Hell if I know. That would be early 90s, wasn't it? No. no. I didn't know him until after I graduated. That yeah. was late 90s. Yeah, okay. Late 90s. Yeah, it had, yeah, it had to have been late 90s because... Yeah, you know, 98, 99. Well, it was around the same time the Aberdeen came out because you started playing that one almost, mm -hmm. almost the same time. Yeah, because that that was the thing was Aberdeen looked interested in what the hell it was. Eric was talking about that one. It was like, oh yeah, you know, we game every other Saturday, and I was like, you know, you show up. I had a Saturday and have anything to do, so I went there. Yeah, I played. So that was. When did episode one episode one came out in ninety nine. It was before I, I started think hanging Ever out came shop out. Ever came out in ninety eight or ninety nine. Yeah. So yeah, it would been ninety eight, ninety eight or something yeah. like that. So despite being the second person, the second oldest guy in the room, your gaming career starts much more recently. Twenty years ago. Twenty something years ago. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> it's fairly recent. You know, what, two decades? <laughs> Compared to the seventies. Yeah, I, I was I was playing Atari then. Yeah. <laughs> we were playing this pen and paper. Hell no! See these stick dudes? It's cool as shit out. <laughs> and the second game, of course, was Avril, which I actually enjoyed. We had decent stories about Avril. That's how I met you asses. Just, just keep dogging out the TSR game that Danny was running. <laughs> I like the Cosmic Campaign great. The other one, hell, I was a, I had a expert fight, I had a super strong dude that knew Kung Fu that had a poor four fighting. That was completely pointless. <laughs> I've got the ability to kick ass, except I don't know how to fight. But if I ever happen to land a blow, it's over. <laughs> like, how the hell can you be a martial artist with a poor four fighting? <laughs> Clearly the character's parents saw how uncoordinated he was when we got to that boy some Kung Fu. <laughs> Just for daily life. And I'm become an expert, but I still can't fight. You lack natural talent, but you had practiced a lot. That's all. 
You understand the forms, just don't know how to use them in bullshit. <laughs> you can do all the practice shit like a champ. What are you? You can fight like hell! It's a video game, but in real life, you suck. No, if you put a training dummy in front of you, hot damn, you beat the fuck out of some training dummies. You know exactly where to hit them. No, because hell, I, even if I was fighting a training dummy, I was still rolling on a poor four. I wouldn't go hit that shit either. <laughs> yeah, ro rolling up characters in that game sucked. We, we learned that real quick. That's why I was like, eh, we'll scratch this. Let's do this campaign. Pick your character. But it was a game that excelled if you were using pre, pre the mid-level or higher pre-established guys. Yes. If you were using the actual Marvel characters, it was great. If you were trying to put your shield agent in the middle of that, you were doing it randomly. Oh, yeah. yeah, without doing some kind of house really where you think you you going to be screwed up. What's your greatest superpower? I'm really, really rich. <laughs> A solid power. Well, yeah, it's Batman's only power. He's got kung fu. And he's got gadgets and good cat. Probably. Yeah. But he has gadgets because of money. What's he got? Underage boys. God. Cannon father. <laughs> I think the technical I think term is sidekick. The PC term is cannon father. No, the technical term is sidekick. Minion. <laughs> Bullet sponge. I'm in the whole concealing shadow. You wear the brightly colored costume and go forth! <laughs> Alright, let's move on. That's it. I'm the next oldest, so I guess I'll go. The first real RPG I played would have been 2nd edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I played dirt. It would have been mid-90s, probably. I played the role of grass. <laughs> there was a guy at my church that was into it. He got several of us in. I had been familiar with it almost as far back as I can remember. Even when the Dungeon Dragons cartoon was on, I think I was aware that it was a game. I had an uncle that had been into D&D and one called RuneQuest. Which anybody that's played Call of Cthulhu, RuneQuest was basically fantasy using that system. But without the sanity stuff. But he, but he had learned a bunch of his stuff. Sorry, it was Cthulhu. But without the neat thing. I mean, as far as the, the rule system went. Yeah. We didn't want it from a guy called Dirt. <laughs> but, uh... But my uncle had left a lot of his D&D &D and RuneQuest stuff at my grandmother's, so I had poured through it, you know, as a kid, looking at the pictures, reading the monster write-ups. I had found a first edition AD&D player's handbook at a yard sale as a kid. And for years, running around with that as my spell book. You know, I'd go out and play the pasture, you know, run around to the woods or whatever. So you uh, were actually doing shit to, to make the whole satanic panic make sense. I was running around, but this is my spell book in the woods! Yeah, it was a little after satanic panic, though. Had a lot of you in your damn room. First weird something I saw, I'd blame you get this kid the fuck out of here. <laughs> Board school. I watched the 700 Club. That used to be a thing. It was, I was there and I played D&D &D and then one night, Beelzebub was over my bed and he was taking me to hell. How damn good were you at you know, this shit? That's one of my favorite memes that I've seen recently. You've got somebody with like the full goth face paint, you know, talking about how disappointed uh, satanic parents are when they find out D&D is really just math and improv. <laughs> <clears throat> but anyway, old Chris got me and the Brooks Brothers and some other folks. Basically, my first real D&D &D group was there, all my buddies from church. <laughs> 
This has done us no good. <laughs> like I said, the satanic panic was over at that point. You know, folks were fairly laid back where I go. Everyone, oh, you're just doing nerd shit. Well, when was the satanic panic? Because, hell, like, like I said, I used to watch the 700 Club. Hell, that was well in the fucking 90s that hell. That yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't really general. It wasn't really a general thing. It was the 700 Club. It, come on. Hell, hell. But before that, me and the Brooks brothers had been really big on playing. Uh, Milt Bradley done a game called Hero Quest, which Games Workshop did the miniatures for. Then it was basically a dungeon crawl, but there wasn't really any role playing to it. It was just a combat. Uh, so you know, I'd been trying to get a nerd crap for a while, but I lived out in the middle of nowhere and could drive. So yeah, as soon as I could drive, I was into it. This was pre-internet days. Yes, this this was pre-internet days, or at least. Early enough that out in the boonies where I lived, we didn't have no internet. That's hidden by the fact we called it dirt. <laughs> but you're really enjoying your us voice today. I really am. Oh, that's what you're doing. No, I'm doing an old man. I keep thinking you sound like the terror from the tick. Who was old as dirt. Fair enough. All right, Taylor. As the token millennial, when did you get into this stuff? Well, let's see here. I guess if you want to be real technical, it would be fantasy football. That's role-playing. You're role-playing as a fucking coach. And you're building your team. Not really, because you don't play a character. There's not really any interacting. It's all just a statistics game. It'd be on you, par with... You can trade. It'd be on par with like you You can trade. You're playing the coach. You can make trades. You yeah. can position players in and out of positions. He said fantasy football, and every nerd in here started immediately judging him. It's fucking math, dog. <laughs> it's math, man. It's not the improv, though. <laughs> no, it's math. It's I'm math. You ain't got no swords, man. I'm sitting there going, "You're the playing hell is that shit? Are you trying to convince me or yourself? <laughs> You're playing a role. He's just trying to be disruptive. You're trying to make points. And I said, technically. Technically, that was it. You've been better if you just said, technically, when I was a baby, I remember Jason hit me with a dice. <laughs> I also need to pull back for a moment because I don't know if it was. Hey, Jason. Mm -hmm. Was the game you made me and Eric play TS, TSR Marvel? Uh, we played the TS Marvel one once. Twice, actually. I did that. Once with character John Rolled. What was the one where uh, Eric was Cyclops? Or I was Cyclops and Eric was Beast. That was TSR Marvel. Okay, we played that three times then. Okay. And there was the one where you had you built the robot that you played the game. Okay. It was that. Look. Change my diaper in a week. <laughs> you guys talk about TSR Marvel like, oh, Roland was crap. Two characters I made in TSR Marvel were great. That's true. Well, he rolled a freakish endurance for his robot. And then he turned into one of those, like, one horn with triceratops types. Really? So he ran with such a huge endurance for damage. So, yeah, he was, he was, yeah, was great. Up. And then I had the thing that could turn giant and had wings. Seeker. For some reason, I remember its name because you also had some kind of super sensory powers. He was great. I turned into a giant, grabbed someone, just slammed him into a building, and went, We're done with this fight! Yay! It was great. I also remember you politely going, So it's at night, your wings are out. What color are your wings? And I, th I think I were picking up, You want me to say they're dark? Should I, though? Because I'm not sure I want to follow your plan, despite the fact it would help me. So there was that, 
And then we skip a long time where I played third and a half D and D. Third point five, yeah. Yeah, third and a half. What edition was that, that we played that time that we couldn't get killed? That was when Eric had wanted to th go back and play second edition. Okay. That thing was horrible. You couldn't be killed? The game sucked and we kept, me and Chase kept trying to die. <laughs> he wouldn't let us. Because he, he's running this first level character, so, you know, a house cat can kill you. Basically. So, you know, I so, fall off the roof onto a table where a bunch of gnolls are playing cards. So I get up and kick the first one in the face. <laughs> Kills me with one lick. He has to make some saving throws and I get back up with one hit point. So I keep the next one in the face. <laughs> that was the birth of Zoot the Immortal. That's yep. what I asked you. My halfling investigator, who I have built in multiple campaigns. Usually in ones that you think are going to suck. Yeah, there was that, that one 3.5 game I built him in. He is the red flag character. I did NPC. build him in the NPC in that Eberron, or not the, or the uh, Pathfinder game that you came on the tail end of. Okay. If you see Zoot the Immortal, you can see Because wasn't that Zoot that held up when the cave doors were closed and I fastball special him and yep. missed and hit the closed wall? Throw me, through, yeah, throw me through the gap before the door closes and you flub the roll. You can, you can almost roll 20s on demand and you flub that roll <laughs> right next to the door. <laughs> that was Elaine's campaign where the kobolds had clearly gone to West Point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was what, the first 3.0? game we played with Wayne and we, Maybe. We, we, we none of us really knew the rules that well and he was arguing with me I had a, my guy had a spear and I was doing that okay you, you can't reach him with your spear uh, the length of the spear is X the distance I'm away from him is less than that I can stab them with the spear and not lose the spear Wayne that's how spears work in bad enough we had to reach there the trick is so what was, what was the first campaign you really got into because the marble stuff was all little one shots, I think. Yeah. And oh yeah, I forgot to mention, we did. I did play some BattleTech one time, but that was not RPG. You just wanted to test. Yeah, and that was just, that was just the combat section. Gosh, things blow up fast in that game. Anyway, when you when you play the little dinky mix, yeah. yeah the first actual you know storyline was yeah third and a half with your Pathfinder camp or not your campaign in third and a half edition. Yeah, the Everon game. Yeah, the Everon yeah, came in for the second half of that. Knowing what the big twist was, so I'd sit there while the, while the players were completely clueless as to what was about to happen to them. And he's sitting there going, They kept trying, trying to kill the king! Why do you keep trying to kill the king, damn it? I had to knock his ass out so you wouldn't murder him. Because in the setting, in the official setting, it's one of the secrets that the king is actually a vampire, posing as his own grandson. Well, everybody read that part of the book, even though, you know, it was shady where, you know, the players weren't supposed to. So I flipped it. Instead of the grandson being locked up in jail somewhere, the grandson had had, had one versus the, his grandfather and locked the vampire up. So they wound up freeing the vampire and putting him back on the throne. <laughs> it was great. They still complain about it. <laughs> I had one of my, I had a fun moment of my character just showed up. Everyone knows I'm a ranger. No one asked where my animal companion was. Until we're in the middle of a fight and I reach my pocket and throw him. Because I had a bear. I had a spell that could shrink the bear so it would be backpack sized. And the bear wore a belt that allowed it to shrink again to the size of a little ball. Pokemon. Yes, I literally bear. had a Pokemon. I went, <laughs> and just threw a 
through a bear that then grew and then grew again into a, a, a was it a bear or a dire bear? I think it was just a bear. I think it was just a bear. Right? It got cut half of me. Yeah, it died the first session. Sure. It died the first session, and then we, and then I, you know, we got rods from a movable forest. Yeah, I left two of them there to position the halves of the bear so that when they opened the door, it would just be standing there. Because fuck you guys for killing my bear. <laughs> well, you were breaking into a prison to get somebody else. Yes. And it was also fun because when making the character, you said, yeah, they're in this place. There's a lot of undead. And they're going to a you know a place with dwarves. Rangers could have you know chosen enemies. Favorite enemies. Yeah. I hate dwarves and undead. <laughs> Which really explained why my character said, "Ah, this country that I'm." From where I'm a spy. Yeah, I'm a spy because I hate this fucking country. Well, I love the country. I hate the fact there's so many undead in this country. I want out. Hey, we're saving the world. Deal. I'll truck it with y'all. Well, you kind of you kind of covered some memorable moments from your early game because they again. Danny, what would you say was was a, a, a one of the first really memorable moments in your game? Uh, before I started gaming with y'all, I was gaming with a group that I, from where I work with, and it was, it was me, Chad, Sid, and Al. And occasionally, uh, Sid's stepdaughter would join us, or another co-worker would pop in and out. But we were the main ones, and one, me, either me or Sid tended to run the game. And uh, for some reason, uh, I got two moments that always will stick with me. For some reason, Adam decided he was going to run a game. And we're like, okay, so uh, he had the setup, and you know, we kept having these weird things. Ended up, we were trapped in like a, a Mysterio a arcade that had teamed up, and we were trapped in. You know, the stuff we were running into was either illusions or mechanical. You know, but. Basically, you were in Murder World, but augmented by Mysterio. Right. I was playing Forge, Chaz playing Wolverine, and Sid was playing Captain America. And we're, we each, you know, step on booby traps or whatever and get shown into different rooms. Well, when Chad comes down the chute and lands, there's a door in front of him here and a door in front of him here, you know, A or B. So he opens up the door, and Adam goes, an angry Hulk wakes up and is coming at you. What do you do? Chad goes, I close the door. We all lost it. Just dying laughing because just, you know, the simple fact of, I'll close the door. He can't get me. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't think you know how the Hulk works. Okay? <laughs> and, uh, this ain't the Hulk for real. Maybe I hit a trigger or something. <laughs> and he, Oh, they're dying laughing, and, you know, the mechanical Hulk busts through the door, and, you know, he claws him, you know, takes him out, and, you know, one lick, but it's like, yeah, I closed the door. I'm rolling. I can't keep a straight face. I'm giggling. Sid's over there dying laughing. Adam's getting mad at us because we're not taking it serious enough. We finally get it back together, and he has, uh... You're not taking... My arcade murder fantasy, seriously enough, guys. You know, so, you're just laughing because you closed the damn door. Mom, let the pizza roll. <laughs> oh. I'm coming. Why is everybody laughing? Because they closed.
close the damn door! No, we were adults by this point, dude. Oh, sorry. Honey, where's the pizza roll? <laughs> He's old enough that even being an adult, it's still early. Yeah. So, my guy, Forge, ends up at a similar situation. Door here or a door there. I pick a door, I go through, and I'm on the streets of Tokyo. And I'm thinking, okay. And I look back, the door's gone. And to me, it's, it looks like Tokyo in the 40s or 50s. And all of a sudden, this giant foot <laughs> comes crushing at this Godzilla. Captain America comes up. He opens his door, and he's in back in World War II, but it's on the... But it's not in Japan. It's it's on a Japanese-infested island. And oh, never mind. It is Japan. Did you see Godzilla in the distance? Can the Japanese infest something? <laughs> like roaches. The man say something racist by accident. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll ignore it. Invaded. Invaded. It's infested with Japanese. Japanese army. My good God. Uh, sorry, I did not mean anything. Cancel uh, day. Yeah, yeah, just keep going. Just keep going. So, but you know, a foot comes down and it's Godzilla. And he's like, uh, dude, Godzilla didn't show him. Just roll with it! You know, at this point, Adam is furious at both of us. Well, you know, Chad over here has already finished his. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you did y'all argue? Godzilla didn't show up till the 50s. What are you doing? Yeah, Sid. Y'all really argued that? Sid brought that up and Adam what? just roll did. with it. You did? So by this well, point. Well, it's not like y'all motherfuckers open the door and a, a calendar fucking swings in. It's the 40s. Oh! I mean, what was your argument for that shit? I don't know. Sid's the one that made that make argument. Make these cars. That's all wrong. <laughs> you grown-ass so, men. Look at them. Them are trees from the 40s. On this Japanese infested island. <laughs> By this point, Chad has just sit, sat and clawed through walls until he got, like, he ends up in the same area I am. And the Godzilla turns and starts to breathe fire at us. I dive behind a wall, and he goes, what do you do? Wolverine jumps on his on his foot. And he, Adam just kind of looks at him. What? What's he going to do? Flame breath his own foot? That's true. And Adam just clears the board, like, fucking, I'm out. And he walks outside, and he sits there and smokes two or three cigarettes. And when he comes back in, one of y'all are running something. He was so mad. What the state's this? Yeah, I don't think he had the, I don't think he had the proper temperament to be his kid. Really, it just sounds like y'all ruined his murder fantasy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I'm not getting off from this. Fuck it. Which, granted, in the early, in the early days of running games, you're not as good at improv when they get off script. You know, that, that, that's a skill that takes a little while. Uh, the fact that you take it so personally. The, the second thing. Getting off that? <laughs> Look, my heart has gone. Hell with this. I have pulled out Godzilla. He always gets me going. It's the second most memorable uh, gaming event that. would be uh, during yeah. the Wheel of Time game. That I ran for y'all. It was my first time really running a big campaign. I'd run little, you know, miniature modules, but that was the first overarching campaign that I had books to draw from. That, but you you were running the campaign essentially. Yeah, and 
I had y'all run into some of the main characters in the books, and then I would veer y'all off this way to your own adventure, but still kind of running parallel to what was going on in the books. And there were moments that y'all's characters did stuff that's like, this is better than anything I had planned. I'm going to run with this and see where it goes. And that's what you got to do. Sometimes you just roll with it. And yeah. when it works out, and they think you had that plan from jump, you just sit there and look smug <laughs> and not dissuade them of that notion. I like that. You just sit there and look smug. I had this planned all along. You know, when, when we rolled y'all's characters up for that game, you know, you said, I want to play an ogre. Okay, cool. Uh, Todd, I want to be a, a, a male Chandler. Okay, well, that means you're going to be partially insane. Uh, okay, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> and then, uh, I can't remember what Patrick played. Uh, Don't try to stare remember everybody. Yeah. There were like 13, yeah, 14 yeah, 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 but it was starting with about 13, 14 people playing. But when Mike goes, I'm going to play a female character. Okay, yeah, it was the first time I'd ever seen, you know, other than like in the Marvel game, you get, okay, you're in charge of these three characters for this campaign, because, you know, when you're running with only three guys across from you, sometimes somebody's going to have to play an extra character, you know, okay, you got these two guys and this female character, you know, those are who you're in charge of. But Mike goes, I'm going to play a female channel. Yeah, he looks at him like he's cross-dressing in the game. And then he went, you going to play a girl? <laughs> but it just, you know, because we, well, we already, at that point, we had... Two other females sitting at the table, and they were like, "Okay, I'm playing. You know, that'll be three female channelers." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, two out of thirteen? That's plenty of women." And so, hey, hey, in gaming circles, sometimes that's not that's actually not bad. Yeah. So when by the time it all shook out, and he was okay, the only yeah. female character left at the table, it was kind of weird, you know, because there would be sometimes, you know. It wasn't weird. It didn't get weird until he married Tim. Yes, when he started marrying people off there. Yeah. When you married Tim, that was weird. <laughs> Remember, Mike's character ended up married Tim's character. Yeah. That was weird. And you ended up married to... I had two wives. Yeah, you But they two. were NPCs. I was, yeah, they were NPCs. I was married to Tim's sister and then some other broad. But hell, I was creep. I want to say Tim and Mike would make eyes at each other occasionally. Yeah, yeah. good for her. <laughs> yeah. But I think some of the NPCs... My guy wound up married, too. Yeah, because, you know, you were running... That was your whole thing. You were trying to run away. Your guy was trying to run away from being married. No, that was that ogre character in the books. I thought you were trying to hide from your mom, too. He was getting married to his... You were getting married to your no, mom? When they no, no. His mom it's was... Ogre culture. Don't you judge? Ogre culture, the, the mothers would arrange the marriages. They might know, okay, you like this girl? They'd go talk to that girl parents and go, we're arranging a marriage. But no, I don't remember my character particularly fighting. It was just that we moved around so much it did take up a while to catch up with But some of the NPCs that I created for that game are still some of my favorites. You know, was it Connor with the shovel? Yes. Yeah. He had this unusual knack for bearing bodies. <laughs> he shoveled Wayne, well. Wayne's sidekick for a bear that was way cooler than any of us. <laughs> yep. How does he flip Crossbows and fire with the bolts fall. He does it. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, he's magical. We'll just roll with it. But that was a really good campaign, though. Yeah, that's actually that's actually still my favorite game. You well, it was one of the first campaigns where you where you stopped being just the brawler. Yeah, that was the first time I ever played a magic user. The magic users start out 
horribly weak. So I made a con man. I literally made a con man. Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 I sold salve. It, it was great for hoof and mouth disease. Remember, that was the thing when I gave it to people. It was, oh, this, yeah, this salve was great. It, it, you know, because the trick is, I had a spell that I could make weapons look like new. I could basically kind of polish stuff up. So yeah, salve worked on weapons. Salve worked on really whatever the hell I wanted it to. <laughs> Because it was my magic doing it that I was hiding with this crap that I was selling people. Yeah, I was a little snake oil salesman for the first, hell, first half of that game. The stuff would work while you were there. Yeah. It would work once. <laughs> I was a snake oil salesman. Hey, you got that? See, it's like new. Yes, yeah, mystical magical salve. <laughs> so, yeah. so other than your salve, what was what was some of your early memory, or early? Smoking Man from yeah, X Files. 
Yeah. When he had the the mercenary chick, you know, wrapped up, and she just threatens him. Yeah. Let me go, or I'll kill you. I will get out of jail. I will hunt you I down. I will get out of this, and I will hunt you down and kill you. It's not that the character failed any roles. <laughs> it's that the error. player, yeah, the error. player's nerve broke. Yep. And he let him go right there from the cops. Yep. <laughs> that game, that game was a hell of a lot of fun. Hell, the mutants and masterminds we played in World War II, where I transmuted the the tower into pure oxygen. Oh, and I was playing the fire guy. Yeah. <laughs> we did a cold air bomb. <laughs> Land in the crater. <laughs> Wee. Worth it. <laughs> Willie's character just barely managed to run out of the fire. You know, run out of the. Our NPC patches didn't quite make it. <laughs> but he was a healer, so you know. Physician he patches. Myself. It's why they call him patches, because he didn't necessarily heal back evenly. Yeah, that was physician heal uh, itself. I think Patrick was running that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's see. What do Fang I got? Shui. Oh, yeah, we need some fucking stuff. Fang Shui. <laughs> it's a Hong Kong action movie kind of game. Yeah. Relatively simple rules, but you can do some fun stuff with it. Yep. Rain proper bullets. Well, including, you know, firing a bazooka at close range. <laughs> That is one of our two fond memories of, of, of that player. Yeah. He did not game with us all that long. But that was a really fun moment with him. And then when, you know, he pissed Gabe off during the Call of Duty and Gabe just snapped. That was fun. But early moments for me... One early game... It was me and Chris, the guy that got me into actually playing the indeed. We were playing... His brother-in-law was running the game, and his wife was piddling around you know, the kitchen behind us. I made a druid. Chris made a ranger. Derek, Derek was running a this is just a little one shot at a dungeon magazine or something. You know, you have some little critters. I forget if they were brownies or what they were. The, they were wreaking havoc in this part of the forest. You know, they weren't really attacking people, but they were tearing up the plants and stuff. I'm a druid, so it's nature-based. I'm sitting to, to find out what's going on and, and make them calm down. And it was kind of video game-like in that you know we had to you had to figure, you know you had to get something from here. So we've been running around. We've been talking to a lot of people. There hadn't been any fighting so far. We're playing first-level characters, so you know we wouldn't last long enough fight anyway. And finally, there's just you know we run into this talking tree, I think. Big spider comes down. You know, giant spider or whatever. Well, one of us makes a roll. We identify it as something called a phase spider. Chris don't recognize it off the top of his head. I'm new enough to the game. I got no idea what it is. But I'm like, screw it. We ain't fought anything. I'm fighting this thing. Centaur comes out. Well, Chris's wife, Valerie, is standing behind us, and she's flipping through this big monstrous manual Derek had. And, you know, and she heard it, you know, pretty call what it was. And then she starts reading off about this just vile poison this thing has got. It's like, we're well, not going to survive one round of fighting this thing. So she reads that off, and me and Chris look at each other, and then we dope right out of there. Um, second thought, we run like, you know, punks. You're probably not a pleasant person to say. So you're not the only one doing that. Just go around. But, uh, 
That is probably one of my earliest gaming ones that, that memories that really stick with me. Was that game room ever run for anything? Yes. When we, when we played, uh, yes, responsibility. I think it was the one Wayne, Wayne was that first one, that three game that Wayne ran. Oh, was it what Mike was running? Because no, the one Patrick was playing Wee Man. Yeah, it was the one that, that Mike was running, where you had that fucking werewolf whirly. Oh, we didn't we didn't run from that one. That one had to run from us because it was supposed to be reoccurring, and we were it, either it was going to kill all of us or it was about to die. <laughs> now this was one where you, Patrick's halfling barbarian, Wee Man. And somebody else went, you know what, we've never run for anything. Screw it, we run. <laughs> now, that may have been the Wayne one. That may have been when I was yeah, that playing. Yeah, it was Wayne's. That may have been when I was playing. We were in, in the in part of the dungeon, and he had rats or something coming, and Todd was like, fuck it. And turned, and was like, I don't do rats. My character doesn't do rats. But that was really just we've never run before. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm saying. Outside of college, they yeah, sometimes you run in college. Sometimes you have no choice. But... There was that one game where we were constantly running around the house because the quasi-immortal killing machine was chasing us. Well, yeah. Take a Scooby-Doo moment. Well, it was like him doing that to keep it busy while the rest of us were piddling around in the house. Yeah. Because it wasn't fast. And then I wind up throwing an air tank out in front, trying to pull a Jaws on it, basically. I mean, it slowed it down. The trick is, even even with that one, that was that was more distraction than fucking yeah. them out. I'm talking about where we go fucking them out. It's pretty rare. But it was it, that was that was memorable from really early on. As far as with gaming with the uh, at shop, the same campaign of the infamous ice cream scoop maneuver earlier in it. I'm playing a telepath telekinetic. And I haven't built the character. New to the system, I have not built the character very well. He, he's just not efficiently built. He's not very stout. You know, the telepathy and stuff may be useful in the investigation portions. But in a fight, I was always kind of in. Well, I go to question somebody, and he shoots me with a shotgun through the door. Which is worrisome, because I ain't taken Up to that point, I did, had not been taking damage very well. But, you know, I'd upgraded him some by that point and spent some experience. So I'm super pleased with my, you know, force shield can take a shotgun blast without any trouble. Great. Well, he comes running out of the apartment down the stairs. I'm going down the other side of the stairs. I, I blasted with my telekinesis. Though I think it was actually a quantum blast. Just power. So I'm looking at my sheet at all the health levels. Oh, crap. I can only do, you know, I can only do like 13 or 14 you know, points to it. That's barely going to be enough to, you know, that may not be enough to knock him out. Oh well. Unload on him. Forgetting that I had bought extra health levels as part of my powers. Where I was doing like 13 points. Yeah, normally he was only at 7. <laughs> now, he was blunt four, so it's bashing. So bashing won't kill you right away. You know, you, you basically go through the little boxes and you put a slash. And then any extra, you go back and start putting the X, which is how you mark lethal damage. So, 14 points of lethal damage would have killed him, or uh, 14 points of bashing would have killed him because it would, it would fill up to 7 and then loop it back around. And I did 13. So, you know, my clean cut hero accidentally put a guy in a coma. <laughs> that was a whole lot of accidental. Oh, shit. 
it was a system that was potentially very lethal, especially if you went from the super scale to normal folks. Yeah. And we didn't know what we were doing. That was only the second time I played game, period. So was... See, I'm glad I really avoided that with my character in my, in my first long-form game. So I was looking through how you enchant weapons, and I went, so Peaceful just does extra damage, just straight up? And you went, yeah. I went, but you can't kill with it. And you went, yeah. I went, but I can just kill him after I knock him unconscious. So I just gave Peaceful all my weapons. That's right. It, it gave it extra damage, but all the damage was subdual. It would have screwed you up if we had run into certain constructs that you can't take as a mule. But I don't really, I don't really ever wind up fighting something like that. Oh. Well, I guess we're... Well, you kind of, you kind of started, started that round off. Cause. Well, we also have the fun moment where I knocked a Kraken unconscious by by going, how much damage is fall, how much damage is fall damage? Alright, I become the projectile. And it took me two rounds to fall, and at the very end of the fall, I just added a swing damage onto the, what was it, like, ten d 6 fall damage into the Kraken. But because the Kraken is getting hit by just as much as I'm getting hit by, it took the damage too. Yeah. So I'm laying, like, five points of health on top of a Kraken going, yeah! It's, it's un, this unconscious Kraken below me. Snare. Yeah. Oh, what was that character's name? Victor Dragnall. That's right, Victor. Victor Dragnall. Because the country he was from was basically kind of Eastern European. I've still got the miniature I used to be able to use Then I enjoyed Cleveland. Star Wars. Oh, yeah, the Star Wars game where the first session we take a Star Wars Yeah. I don't think you were expecting that. Yeah, I was not expecting I just like, I like the attitude for that. Hey, you start up your own gavin, you're surrounded by Star Destroyers. Well, we can rush. Fuck that. Get me to the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> you were playing a reform, a very Sith-style Jedi. A Sith-style yeah, Jedi. Yeah, because I turned out to be Palpatine's bastard. Which I laugh about, because now they're talking about, like, Ray might turn out to be his granddaughter. I'm like, Psh, I did that shit ten years ago. Jason, you were playing Ace. I was playing, that was the one where I was playing the Punk Yoda. Yep. Yeah, Punk Yoda. The little green guy with the mohawk and all the ear, ear piercings. And Wayne was playing a uh, scoundrel. Can't remember what Patrick was playing. And Mike was playing the droid, the yep. killbot. Basically, and it was the security droid. Basically, it was the it was, it was the, an old imperial security droid. It was, the, it was basically the droid from like a K two S O. Yeah, yeah, that that model of droid yeah. basically. And so y'all had captured a an imperial ship, and you had been around the imperium enough to yeah. know. I was packing Sith swords. Yeah, you were packing <laughs> old old style Sith swords, and so. You, you like, yeah. Right. My, 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 my character's thing was, these people are used to obeying Sith. Get me to the bridge. So and they like hooded up, and me and the droid went. And then when you got to the thing, that you know, you had a couple of them questioning you. Force choked one. Yeah, yeah. Force choked. <laughs> you know, basically did the whole "you will obey me" kind of thing, and. Okay, you know, while you're doing all this, Mike's character walks over to the thing and, you know, plugs into the... And he's basically fitting the rest of the Star Destroyer into space. 
He's in the atmosphere, turning you know all that stuff off. So only thing that's alive on the ship after that is the bridge. The bridge and whatever droids are are running around the ship. And, and I, think, I think his Sith sword to make sure it worked with the bridge crew. Yeah. Mm. No. Remember, we were keeping the bridge crew. Because what I would do is I would come in, I basically do my thing. He vent everybody that was on the ship out to space. And then I'd basically make them swear allegiance to me and I would put one of y'all, this is my this is my lieutenant. You took we took that one. Then we went to the next Star Destroyer and did the same thing. And they they made the roles for this. And if I if I hadn't watched them roll, I'd been like But he and you had this one little Perky, you know, Danny tried to stick us with the plucky side. Kick. Yeah, plucky side. Yeah, kick. Mike was not having that. <laughs> Mike was like, "Stay right here, guard the ship." Yes, sir. Don't wear a spacesuit. Don't get in the ship. Stand right here. <laughs> and so they go back up to the same thing. I'm like, son of. When Wayne didn't make that game. He called, "How's it going?" Oh, we got surrounded by star destroyers. Yeah, what did you do? Yeah, we took him. I'm yeah, calling he, mine Cleveland. <laughs> he didn't believe it. He didn't believe it. I'm like, dude, when you get get back to the game next session, you will see. That you know, oh, my God. Y'all really did that. I told him. I was, I was talking to a dude online at the time, telling him what y'all did. He was he, like, what? He did. Oh, pray to God, my my group never finds out about this because they'll try something like this. Oh, hell, the last damn thing you wanted was us and us and force users. <laughs> hell, we pushed we pushed shit into That was the end, the end of Tim's campaign. It was, I was playing so, that was the first Star Wars game we played because I was playing so Odo. Three, you know, Three Shades of Brown Jedi. I was playing Yulaw Kelderoma. Patrick was playing, I forget what his character's name was. He's a Mandalorian or he used to Kel Riddick. Kel Riddick was the one that, that yeah, was the Star Destroyers. Yeah. And I was playing a Jedi. Yeah, you, he was. He was playing. My, my guy was falling to the dark side secretly behind y'all's back. Yeah. Y'all knew I was, but the char- y'all's characters yeah. didn't. And we, we got somewhere, and they had two Star Destroyers, and they made the mistake of contacting us visually. Oh, I think it was just one Star Destroyer. Yeah, it was one Star Destroyer, because remember, we all... Did force push on it and push the son of a bitch into a Yeah. After you tried to force, after one of you tried to force choke the captain. That was oh, the two of us. Yeah. That was the two of us. Force choke yeah. it. He started talking crap. We went, and it was, cut it off, cut it off, cut it off. <laughs> no, I think as soon as he started choking, I think it went off. Like, that was a pre, a pre, uh, yeah. The dude actually said he manages to get off, cut it off, cut it off. That was Tim. Oh. Cut it off, cut it off, cut it off. <laughs> and then when they were going to start, you know, t- trying to turn the ship to shoot at us, we just started force because I read somewhere in the book one time that you know where you stack where you stack, stack stuff together, and we made our rolls. Yep. And Tim and was like, Tim push 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 on top of us. Yep. Like, okay, you're gonna need this, this, and this. Tim had to get up and just walk around the room for a minute, come back, sit down. You pushed it into the, was it the moon into or the sun? Yeah, or whatever. Pushed we pushed it. it into a moon. And when the next one shows up. We had moved our ship, and they show up, and we started pushing it, and they they took off. But yeah, I think that was the one where we got boarded by pirates. Yeah, that yeah. was Sobota. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Sobota's job is to always roll low on initiative. 
So my job was always to go surrender and you can live. Yep. And then they'd start shooting at us and we'd all sit there go bink, 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 bink. And all but two or three of them would be dead. And then we'd wade in. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that, the one with the pirates was fun because everybody was just like, Stop me, we're boarding. Okay. okay. <laughs> the door's not locked. <laughs> we left the light on for you. We're going to take the ship. <laughs> That may have been the ship Patrick went. Yep, it was. <laughs> Isn't that the one where he had the Ewok sidekick that for a pilot or a co-pilot or something? I don't remember because we did we you know we've done three or four Star Wars yeah. campaigns. So I know one of them he had the the, the Ewok for a, a co-pilot yeah, or a mechanic on board the ship. Yeah, that was screwed up hell. Of, wasn't that the first one that we played where me and you got surrounded and hell we sit and we basically killed a warehouse full of people. Because in that yeah. game, they kept, that shooting, game, they kept shooting hell and we were reflecting shit back out and then we ended up killing them more. It was the two of us against the warehouse and we began. <laughs> yep. In yeah, the first couple of D20 versions, that game was pretty good. Yeah. did not care for that third one they did. No. Then you had that shitty one with the vampires. Well, that was John. Yeah, John. And I talked to him, about, you know, ran into him at a con a few years later. He was like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking of that. Yeah, I don't either, but that damn thing was pure. And, and that happens. When you run a game, sometimes they just flop out. Yeah. I need a Blake Marvel combo. <laughs> they, I was thinking that. Yeah. Because you tried that at least a couple of times. Yep. It never did work. Yep. And it sucked both times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This thing is horrible. I got a friend I won't name who tends to kill games. He went, I want to play a troll. Well, it's D&D, and trolls are not exactly on the, I would like to play a troll. How can I play a troll? And then he proceeded to attempt to eat one of his teammates one time, and then got murdered by that teammate, and had a real big fuss about it. Patrick ran a real good uh, Call of Cthulhu game in a con here one time, where we had a player go insane. Not his character, character the, the player. player. Yeah. We all ended up surrounding. Player kept making his anti rolls, but the or the yeah, making his anti rolls. Yeah, player. The player I'm not in this game. I was at the, the Player went nuts, so we ended up all surrounding him, basically shotgunning his character to death, just because we wanted him to go away. <laughs> well, you did it. <laughs> yeah, you know it happened. It was set in Vietnam, so you know that happened to lieutenants and stuff. Yeah, you got fried. All right, Dan. What would you say? Because we can see the new stories. Yeah, it's all yeah. day. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite genre? It's a cross between the D and D style fantasy stuff and then the Call of Cthulhu horror stuff. I'm I'm equal on those. Okay. Um, we're in the middle of running a Call of Cthulhu game now. I am, and two of these guys here are playing it, and I'm I'm having a ball with it. Whenever we get to play. Yeah. That's cool. What would you say your favorite genre is? Superhero. That's a trick. I, I love playing. I love playing superheroes. Uh, and I sometimes, depending, like if I watch the right something, I get in the mood to play like D and D. Yeah, that's always fun. The trick is, it's when I want to play something different. You know, uh, I have the most fun with them when I can, what I can do something like I did with Wheel of Time. I love that guy because hell, he was, he was so different from what I usually played. Yeah, he actually had a personality. 
your Elton uh, Tim's game, the, 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 the one that I based off Prince. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was pretty great. It's a shame that campaign kind of folded before it was actually done. That was me playing. I had I never. Truthfully, I I made him like he was kind of like Prince, but I had him foppish. He was foppish. He was deadly as hell. But you know, <laughs> it's one of the kind of things where you know don't don't let don't he let would. don't let it fool you. But yeah, he he thought humans had a smell. So I your character in that one reminded me of a cross between Prince and uh, Zorro from the Gate Zorro and the Gate Blade. He was actually a cross between for me. He was a cross between Prince and and uh, the character from Doom, the one that Sting played. And I will kill him. Yes, I forget the character. I forget his name, but yeah, that that's who I raced him on. It was like he'll he'll be kind of a dandy and shit. Because that character in the books was actually a dandy. But yeah, I had him foppish, but that was always my trick with him. He would be kind of effeminate, but if you ran up on him wrong, he was deadly as hell. <laughs> he had all you know, some bitch was dragonborn. He had all kinds of shit. And it, hell he had because of that, he, I picked one where he was electrical. I think he was a golden dragon, was he? Yeah, it was he was a whole sorcerer. Yeah, but I had but I had a whole thing where when it came to me and electricity, he was he was the wrong one to fuck with. <laughs> Let's see, for me I have to go with superheroes as my favorite genre. I don't get to play them nearly often enough because in, in in the various groups I'm in, I'm almost always the one running superheroes. I can really only think of you know, when you would run Marvel, I'd get to play the first few, first couple of Abbott games I played. And then Tim's run one using the masterminds that I got to play. That's been about it for Supers that I've played. Now, I've run 50 11 campaigns. Who's been your favorite character that you've ever rolled on and played? Or, or who are your two mm. favorite characters? Dang's those now. Okay. So, good question. Oh, yeah, it's a solid jump in. Yep, the, the Wheel of Time game. I really like my ogre. Running around. In, what, in that game, it was called Hafted Axes, which was basically the, the big two handed battle axes. Or the great axes from regular DD. So, a D12 damage in each hand, basically. That once I got magical axes, I actually bought dice for presenting suffering and sorrow. I still have those dice. Those dice are still named. They're the only dice I own that are named. Let's see, other than him, let's see, in a lot of the Marvel games you ran, we were doing established characters. Uh, I did Mr. Manhattan in Tim's game, but I've never really happy with how I had him stated. Could you talking about math about your favorite characters? Nan. Sam in in the Carl and Wendy group that you know, you don't you don't know Sam. He lives over in Arsenal or Decatur somewhere else. But he ran a Pathfinder, maybe? Or maybe it was in his own little custom world, I forget. It was a relatively short campaign, but I played Nan. She would tell you she was 10. She was actually 13. But any number that she could count in her hands was bad luck. So she'd only claim to be 10. 
use the uh, ninja character class. So she was basically a rogue, you know, for all intents and purposes. But that, and I think she had a level two of psychic warrior, so I could have an odd mishmash of abilities. So I built her up as a combat rogue. Got into a, uh, uh, basically like a pit fight, UFC fight that Sam had set it up basically intending Carl's paladin to be the one that represented us. But as soon as they mentioned it, Nan's hand went up, so she ran in. And it was a fight that came down to, you know, for the last two rounds of that fight, it was whichever one of us landed a blow was going to win that. You know, she pulled it off. But she had lots of stealth. She could heal herself with some of her psychic abilities that, that helped her stay in a fight. The ninja thing, you had the kind of shadow clone thing that they clearly stole from Naruto. So, you know, sometimes when they hit me, they were actually hitting one of the, you know, one of the clone ninjas. I won't say anything about the fact that that's existed far longer than Naruto. That was the first place I was aware of it. It's fine. Uh, I don't know, because it's weird for me, because it's almost like, you know how you tell people, you know, you couldn't pick your favorite child? Yeah, that's a ton of my life. Hell, uh, Grimjack was fun. Uh, held my character in the wheel of time was probably the most fleshed out. I really enjoyed playing him. Uh, hell, I enjoyed my character from the first Call of Cthulhu game. You know, he was neat. Uh, hell, I enjoyed playing Brainwave just because that was set in World War II and I I had a, you know, I was a telepath, telekinetic, and I convinced the, not, the head Nazi master man that me and him had been best friends the whole life. <laughs> And I, I enjoyed the dichotomy because it was like, okay, either you've got to accept that you've been best friends with a black guy all your life, or you've got to go tell your superiors that the black guy has a superior brain to you. Either way, it was perfect. And when y'all got shunted forward into the alternate future, or alternate present, I think he held a grudge. He did! <laughs> but yeah, that I, put him on the house. Yeah, but I did. I, I, instead of fighting him, yeah, the whole thing, I, I changed his memories. No, no, you don't want to fight me. We've been friends our whole life. <laughs> and left him like that. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, the story, I think, I think it was years messed. before you really got completely over that. As far as <laughs> the memory be messed up. Uh, but hell, that one was fun. Hell, Simjaza was fun. Walking around with his magical black-bladed double axe, riding a fucking wolf. That's because he let me take the Wolf Brother crap from Wheel of Time and put it in D&D. Yeah, so yeah, I would translate over pretty easy. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I, hell, it, it was basically hell like He-Man riding around on Battle Cat. Instead of having a horse, I had a fucking dire wolf as my mount. And hell, could summon wolves and shit. Hey, that character was cool as hell. Uh, Hyde. I had a ball playing Hyde. Oh, yeah, that was the... Uh, Necessary Evil. Evil was a... Yeah, hey, we're playing super villains. Oh, hell, an alien invasion. Oh, I love playing Hyde because Hyde was. I remember hell playing the one session, and I realized everybody thinks Hyde is just the muscle. I'm going to take over, <laughs> and I immediately started plotting. How in the hell can I set things up to where when we get to the end of this game, Hyde's going to rule this shit? 
And I think I was taking you home, Desert So, uh, when you go double cross Patrick. <laughs> yeah, because Patrick's character was the. And he was our leader. Prince or something yep. like that. And he was and our leader. And I was the. My character was an undead revenant. Or something. You had invisible skin. So you could see your. Well, it was, I was, no, I had a, it was like a glowing green underneath and all that. If I wanted to go out public, I had to put like a rubber mask on and everything. But I looked like, Todd said, I looked at him and said, so, um, yeah, it was. Hell, I was taking him home from Owen Scott's and it was, so, uh, when you gonna double cross Patrick? And y'all had some elaborate stuff planned. Oh, hell yeah. You know, the cloned army that Patrick thought was cloned from his character so they could duplicate and have more, yep. more of an army. Who were all programmed to be loyal to you. And they even changed their faces from looking kind of like Patrick to looking kind of like yours. It didn't matter. They all got tricked by Aquaman. Or the Aquaman knockoff. Yeah. On the alien world at the end. Really pissed me off because I really was wanting to do that. You smug son of a bitch. Tell me what to do. I'll show you. The minute we get rid of everybody, I'm taking over. Hell, I was trying. I was trying to come up with a bio weapon, but the trick is I couldn't. With what we able, I couldn't come up with one that wasn't gonna be an alien. And it was like, well, because it was some shit that hell we had gotten a hold of that was like, yeah, Lewis could get there and he could do this. Yeah, but if that gets out of line, that's gonna kill everybody. <laughs> Damn. Because yeah, the clones were loyal to me, and then I was gonna have basically a bio weapon that if you didn't. Bow down before him, I was gonna unleash it, but I couldn't come up with something that would let me live. <laughs> but yeah, I love Tide. Uh, Sentinel, he was a good. good Sentinel was my boy. Sentinel, hell, had Blue Marvel's origin shit, what, probably five, ten years before? Five at least. Yeah, before the Blue Marvel came out. I'd like to interject here. This will be an editor, if you, know, if you don't mind. It's probably going to be a two-parter. Like I said, because yeah, should have tapped you long, long time ago. Yeah. No reason. Oh, how, how long in are we? Over an hour. Over an hour. Yeah. I, I think my favorite character for me, though, has had to ask me to be long around. My shape-shifting master of magic. Yes, the shape-shifting master of magic. Wait, how'd you not have him using nunchucks? He was a monk, he could have. He's yeah, Lee Long. You give Lee Long nunchucks. Take it. Soul Blade. Soul Blade. Or Soul Edge. What did I do? First games. But as a sorcerer, a monk. Well, let me do one one more quick question. We'll try to veer off too much from it. Yeah, we'll, skip, we'll just skip me on favorite character because it's cool. Okay. Oh, yeah, we just got started. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, I haven't made enough characters to have a huge list or anything, but like. Because Victor, I just, it was my first character, I just kind of like, well, I just kind of let the story go. I was just a guy that kept throwing animals at problems. <laughs> Which worked out. I had a weasel that drank blood from a dragon. No, no, it was a titan. Oh, yeah, so. And it was a dire weasel. And then Tim killed it. It had survived a massive portion of this campaign. And then Tim accidentally dropped a spell that damaged evil. It didn't have anything that was good. Well, all the party was good. Except the dire weasel, which made animal, was neutral. So it only took half damage, but it 
couldn't take half day. Yeah. Poor body. It could fly by the end of its life, but it died. No, no, that was the second one, yeah. Oh, right, sorry. Yeah, that was Biddy. <laughs> Bitty and Biddy. I, I forgot that I had to get a second one because of that. And yeah, it becomes a celestial other thing. Yeah, that's fun. But as far as characters, almost every character I've made for the most recent Icons campaign, because I just keep making them quirky, and it's just fun to make them quirky. And yeah. to, to cap that off is, is just unit. Everything about Unison became fun when we went. All right, he's he's got you know, he can make copies of himself. And I was like, well. And then I just push, like, can I change, you know, the color of the outfit a little bit? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. They're mental constructs for your character. Your brain can think of a different color. And then I went, cool. I'm going to have this one person pretend to be the Power Rangers as a cover for them being a previous superhero. You know, they were a sidekick to someone else. When they became a real superhero, they then pretended to be six superheroes <laughs> to protect themselves. Because personality-wise, you're the paranoid, Unison is the paranoid Batman type. Because I'm a paranoid detective. Well, paranoid legal, yeah. My character, while I was able to play, was really wanted to see his sword. He was disappointed yeah. in how his sword. Yeah. Because he was a Power Rangers fan, so he was always asking him Power Rangers. Oh, and you, you missed the conclusion to that season, where he's piloting the little, the little shuttle y'all had into space. And all these weaponized satellites like, shooting missiles, yeah. and his clones are just screaming out the back, crashing into them. <laughs> because they are shooting at them, and they're crashing into them. Yep. Because I could make all of them at once, so they'd start streaming the last one, you go, make more! <laughs> and it was a straight line, so as I got further away, it became easier, because the missiles were more and more funneled. Straight line until I was out of range, and I went, I have just experienced death. About 78 times. Because my minds are linked with them. That's going to fuck me up. But that's a later problem, because I'm alive. I thought Zach was going to pass out. He was laughing. So he was laughing. He could barely talk. I could just make him make out him going, This is the darkest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> He's just laughing. Well, Anna's talking, I think, was talking about the therapy you're going to need. Yeah, there, there are moments that happen like that in games that are just priceless. Well, and it's those moments that really get you hooked. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's the crazy stuff. Well, yeah, it's the shit that you remember 20 years later. <laughs> the other character in the icons that I'm really liking is the one that I cannot currently remember the name I gave him. The one that talks like a country boy but isn't a country boy. <laughs> Muckboot? Yeah, Muckboot. Because <laughs> he's sitting there talking his accent, and then Anna's character starts talking his accent for a moment. Sarcastically, and I go, well, I'm like, we just make a fun of my fucking accent. <laughs> it's like I just turn on the time. Turn on the time, and suddenly he's speaking in a British accent. Yeah, or you know, tell him a tip in a British accent. Yeah, it's not a good accent. I know this because but, the character is from like colonial era, so he's basically British. He's right. He's basically one of the events of Predator happened at the end of the French Indian War. Except, you know, the kind of the intergalactic hunters, you know, and, oh shit, you beat one. Yeah, come and join us. So he's been hunting with him for the last hundred years. Yeah. Or two hundred years. 
Turns out meat preservation works real, real well on the brain. Yeah, all their automatic preservation stuff keeps me keeps my boot the same age he was. He's aged very little over the past couple hundred. Yeah, there's a lot of fun memories that so Herman Hill Simple's first appearance, where hell I was like jazzed of old when Captain America had him jumping out of fucking moving planes and kicking people in the face. Yep, because y'all yeah, were fighting the Revengers. Yep, <laughs> I was playing the. the time cop that got sent back and when your character first shows up around me I pop into a thing and went hello Mr. President and you're like what? <laughs> that was the second yeah, uh, that was second campaign second okay I knew it was one well, of the first one it was it was for it was for our Saturday group but we did a kind of one-off starting thing on the Tuesday Wednesday whatever, whatever day our weekly group was the time so it was him James Jen and Josh yep James, I was had, James had his had, you know, James had his bat winged Superman knockoff because the bat wings made it slide cheaper. <laughs> yep. And him and the Hulk knockoff were going at it pretty good. You know, one of them hit, knocked the other back a little bit, and the other hit, knocked the other one back a little bit, and it was going back and forth with no real resolution. So knockoff Captain America here, as the plane comes by, leaps out, kicks the Hulk guy in the face, knocks him clean out. Around the military base, start singing his song because remember I had a song for his ass. Yes, <laughs> something about six foot two and eyes of blue. Yep, which was all the lie. Because <laughs> your uniform covered you from head to toe. Yep. Yeah, that that was a trick. Is that character? They had come up with a super soldier serum, but it only worked on people that carried a sickle cell trait, so it had to be somebody of color, and I was it. And basically, I made the deals. That was actually the reason why the civil rights thing worked, is because that was the deal that I made. I would basically be a tool of the U.S. government, but they had to get the hell up off black people. Nobody could know that it was a black guy, and I wouldn't have been accepted. So I had the head-to-toe costume with the lie that the experiments that I went through, I couldn't be exposed to open air. It's kind of the Vance Astro thing. Yeah, it would kill me. So that was... That was the thing, but yeah, they put out that I was like an Iowa farm, corn-fed, something, you know, six foot two, blonde hair, blue eyes. I was basically a cat, and that was what everybody, then with songs and shit that had followed me from like World War Two, because I'd been in every war, you know, that America had been in since then, they just didn't always know it was me. Because <laughs> they'd become illegal to put yeah. in the, yeah. in the conflict, so. Because, you know, it was one of those campaigns when y'all get betrayed and, and, you know, you're on the outs with the government that the way that, one of the ways they did it was they disintegrated his suit so everybody could see it. Yep. See, yep. that's not simple. Yep. Then you had, basically, the guy that had been, had he been my Bucky? I know it was that senator's grandson or some shit like that that they... It was the senator's grandson, and no, the senator's son had been the, the only other success of your program. You know, only one other than you yeah. that that it had that the process had not killed immediately, and he lived like a month. You know, he he had lived longer to go on like one mission, and then it, it, he broke. You know, it just kind of broke him down. But yeah, Civil had a huge. But that was the uh, I had I had based that guy off of uh, what was his name, Strom Thurmond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And he was the big push behind you never being able to reveal yourself. Yeah, that, that character was fun. But like I said, his first appearance, hell, I, hell, I knocked out the Hulk. Hell, whenever James's character, Superman, got possessed, I knock his ass out. Hell, uh, my character, the speedster, the, knocked him out. The, uh, What's that shit? The, uh, he knocked himself out against Wayne's Green Lantern, knocked off Silver yep. Shield one time. Yep, yeah. Uh, it was not a well put together character. No. Uh, Admittedly, first edition Eminem was very all or none, so yeah. You had the Russian knockoff me that hell I would beat his ass and take his shield. The Terror Smith. <laughs> he had him hanging up on yeah, the wall. Yeah, in my spot, hell, I had all the different times I'd beaten him up taking his shield. <laughs> he was only three four. But that was a fun thing was hell, the Terror Smith, hell, because I, I had taunt. And I would taunt him into doing shit. Because hell, one time, hell, we were all locked up. And hell, I taunted him into getting so pissed off he threw his shield at me and it freed me. That was the last damn thing you want was that bastard loose. <laughs> he was a long wheel. The roughest character, potentially, potentially the roughest character in that game, though, was Josh's Mega Man knockoff. Yeah, he could have been a beast. Josh yeah. was a nice enough kid, a little immature, but, you know, he was a lot, a lot younger than the rest of us. And if he'd been, if he'd been brighter, that guy would have been a monster. Because yeah. he could duplicate other people's abilities, other people's... If he had duplicated the Superman knockoff's powers and then you're fighting all your fighting feats, you know, he'd been unstoppable. He'd been a monster. And my ads add my speed to that. Yeah, you'd be like, okay, we're just gonna stand back here and critique. Alright, we probably need to wrap up for that. Y'all wanna do a part two? I got a couple more questions that you know we can probably do a full show on considering how this was going. Sure. sure. I mean I thought this was gonna be cut into two parts. That is just now. Oh, yeah, we'll do an hour every now and then. Hell, that, that last impulse we did was an hour and 45 minutes. I mean, I can sit here for another hour and have y'all talk. I can just sit here. I'm fresh out of shit. Fresh out of shit, unless you want to talk you about it. You know, now I think about it, though, I really only got one more question. Let's go ahead and just push through. Alright. Because we talked about what games we got started on. You know, favorite characters. Uh, have not really talked about what we're currently playing. That was one I was playing. But we, we'll kind of skip that because we've mentioned the icons. We've mentioned the... Uh, so what is a game, maybe that you haven't, either you, either you haven't played much, you know, or lately, or a game you've heard about that you'd like to play sometime in you know, the relatively near future? Or run, for that matter. The uh, is it StarCraft. You got the, it's the one that you were telling me about. That, uh, Starfinder. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Star, I knew it was Star something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, Pathfinder in the future. That's one that I wouldn't mind playing. Oh, as for Genesis. Or yeah. is it specifically? Starfinder is based off the Pathfinder rules. As for Genesis was based off the condition rules. Oh, my bad. I ran into both at the same time, so I can compare. Though all that really happens is I get confused over which ship. I get confused over the ship combat because they're very similar, but very different. Everything's the same, except for what's different. And it's, it's, it's similar enough, I'm sitting there going, what was this again? Oh, yeah. But yeah, that for me, that would be the one. Because it just sounds interesting. Hmm. Well, it's a lot of your D&D &D style tropes from Pathfinder. 
mixes all the sci-fi stuff. Which TSR had done that before with Dragon Star, Gamma World. Uh, Gamma World was it was post-apocalyptic and it had a little bit of everything, but it was not just the fantasy sci-fi mix yeah. that Dragon Star was and Starfinder is. What about you? Um, I like to play it. I like I wouldn't mind playing another superhero game. Something that was new. Uh, though there is a uh, game that I saw on Facebook where it's like based off of Kung Fu movies. I think it was Hand of Death, something Death, something like that. But it's basically where hell you got the different styles. The wushu in it. Yeah, I like to play it. There is an average second edition coming in. You know I'm going to play that shit. That, that's kind of a given. <laughs> I'm back to Kickstarter, so as soon as, as soon as it's out, I'll have it. Yeah, if I could go back and play something, I really want to know where our Wheel of Time characters ended up, because we were like that far from like taking over that fucking world. <laughs> that was one that when we stopped playing it, I was still ready to keep playing. But the series didn't finish. It was, and the series yeah. wasn't finished for years afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Let's see, for me, Aberrant Second Edition. I really look forward to getting to, getting to run some of that. Uh, though I'm complaining a lot about the things that changed the set. I have got four of main books for a game called Amp Year One. Well, I've got Amp Year One, Amp Year Two, you know, three or four. Which is a, it reminds, it makes me think of a lower powered average. Because it's kind of real world, all of a sudden supers pop up. And then, you know, the next yeah, year. Yeah, And then the next year, oh, back. well, on All Saints Day, the dead come back and visit you. Okay, that's that's not that's not the super soldier crap that started the mutations. That's, that, that's some all different stuff. And then the next year, oh, these, you know, amps, the, the mutants, basically, that gathered up, you know, because aliens were going to save them and they disappeared. Yeah, one of them comes back all mutated out, warning people. So now you've got these like Silver Surfer level guys showing up and wrecking stuff. Uh, you know, another year later. And all this time, you know, first year humans don't really know what to do. Second year, they start popping up with gadgets and some high tech stuff. Third year, they're running around in armor. They don't get Sentinels. They run around in armor, you know, in Iron Manish powered suits. And you got one character that's, you know, time traveled around. Well, the entire storyline is based on this one guy that went back and tried to change something. See, I, I, I've been, I I've been willing to like play to that play for that. a couple yeah, of years. I would like to play that. Uh, as far as... You know, I really can't think of anything non-super that I'm chopping at the bit for. I really want to play Starfinder. I'm running a campaign for that over at Carl Menu. I really want to play Esther Genesis. I'm running... Uh, a weekly game over on the uh, Diary Adventuring Company and it's on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Esper Genesis, Holocaust of the Kitty. Uh, and there's a, there's a few little ones. Uh, Apocalypse Prevention Inc. would be fun. It's one of those kind of things where the game system I don't think about often. Mm. A lot of times I'll come up with a character like I'll. You know, I think I was riding around with you, and I was like, I think I'm ready to play a barbarian. I ain't played a barbarian in a long time. Just a good old fashioned. Well, it comes to being just a player, yeah. as opposed to like me or Danny that GMs a lot. Sometimes we think of things from system basic, 
bases too. Yeah. You got anything you'd be interested in playing? Yeah, I'd want to do a one shot of like Shadow Run, just cause I just want to play a game where you take a metric load of dice and just toss them. Yeah. That's what Shadow Runs. Shadow Runs. I want to do that. What I do. I have actually never played Shadow Run. Tim ran something in a similar setting, but he was using the uh, D20 modern. Oh, that was one where we ended up screwing up working with the vampire one. Yeah. I Patrick was playing that, the halfling sniper, so he's this tall and his gun's this tall. Yeah. I was beating up people in the bathroom. I can't remember, I can't remember why. <laughs> but I remember beating the living hell out of people yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah, because I questioned him Malcolm X style. That is right. One bullet in the revolver. Only I had pawned the bullet that, that he saw me put in the gun. And you know, I'd ask a question and I'd click on him and I'd click on me and I'd ask him another question. Yeah, that, I don't remember a lot about that. That's the part I remember. What do you do? They beat the hell out of people, knock them out, and then like leave them in bathroom stalls. Did you have the regal cold cocking, or was that, that just a joke it. we were making? It was, it was an item of the yeah. game, but I don't remember if you actually had it or we were just talking about it all the time. I know, but I know I was beating the I was, I was, I was one of them two-fisted guys. I was beating the hell out of people in there. I think I was playing an elf gunslinger. I think I was the muscle slash driver. Yeah. This big strong hero. I missed those two sessions. Yeah, but it was only like two, two Yeah, two we, I think we played. I was having seizures. Yeah. May have been. Yeah. That ain't, that ain't one we played like a lot. Get what lane was playing. I think he was there for Well, it, it was just some D20 modernists that you and Tim want to try to have. Alright. I guess we will go ahead and wrap it here. I do like, however, from this episode, we really pinned down the most common thing Todd plays. I want to play a dude that just takes his hands and beats the shit out of him. See, that, that's the trick. That's But the ones that I play the most memorable where I play like some kind of mage yeah. or something. Well, it's it's when you play up. against type. Yeah. John Wayne made a lot of westerns. Quiet Man is his movie that sticks out to me. Yeah. Because it was him playing against type. I think it was also like the first movie he was ever nominated for anything, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm not that up with the John Wayne history. The John Wayne I know best I work with. <laughs> nice. A lot of people have been named John Wayne since John Wayne. Alright, well, we're going to wrap up here. This was us talking about how we got into RPGs, and if, what we like playing, who we like playing, what we want to play. And we must give a shout out to the godfather of gaming, Gary Gygax. It was not him alone. Yes, I know it was not him alone, but, but I can't remember the other guy's name. See, the person that should have got the shout out was a person that, that you know, was like, y'all talking about gaming? Like I said, if the show had sucked, I was going to blame him. So, might as well give so that the show seemed to go further away, you think? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, you know, like if this one ends up with like more the important thing, The important thing to take away from this, if you make comments, we will respond. Yes. That's true. Make requests, we will try to honor them. And, you know, if we get a, a, a thousand views on this video, we'll put Tarky in a dress. We get zero views, I'll go in a dress. I don't give a shit. And He's very mean impressive about trying to get the back. Yeah, but the thing is, the important thing is like share, subscribe, you know, that whole YouTube thing. Yeah, tell you friends, you know. Yeah. Put this someplace where nerds would look at it. <laughs> the only places I go. <laughs>
experience at Southern College, Jason. And with me today, again, has been the Godfather, CDO113, the token person to never actually shout at their mother to give them pizza rolls while gaming, Turkey. So, you're saying they won't eat pizza rolls after this? <laughs> same, same my house. No. Don't look at me for that judgment call.